Someone observed that one of the best gifts you can give your kids is setting an example of trying to pursue Christ. And uh, I think most Christian parents I know are trying to model a vibrant faith for their kids. Um, It's especially difficult when they hit a certain age and they start asking hard questions and they have to kind of own the faith themselves. But we're here to give some advice. I'm John Fuller, uh, along with our Vice President of Parenting, Danny Huerta. Danny, I'm sure that you have met a lot of people that um, model well what it means to be a Christ follower. Anybody come to mind that you can talk about? You have a longtime friend. <clears throat> His name is Tim. And uh, he is he's just such an intentional dad, but also intentional in his relationship with God. I've watched him over the years just spend that, that time either uh, just on his own, where he goes on his own personal retreat with God. He serves at the church. He takes time to uh, serve his family, his wife, uh, his kids, spend intentional time in conversation. I just have seen him uh, really embody what it means to be committed to a relationship with God, and it's been impressive to mm. watch him along the way. Well, we're going to hear about modeling well for the next generation as we listen to more from Jim Daly's conversation with Chris Howard and Shelley Tomlinson. Chris is the grandmother of Sadie Robertson from Duck Dynasty, and Chris and Shelley are going to share some ways they've tried to teach their grandkids about loving God. Chris, let me ask you, uh, your granddaughter, uh, Sadie Robertson, um, that's Willie and Corey. Corey's your daughter, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. Sadie's your granddaughter, and she's a delightful young lady. I mean, every every, uh, father who has a son about her age, that's the kind of daughter you hope your son will meet, you know, just very bright, committed to the Lord. I had many, many direct messages from people when Sadie was, before Before she was married with... Do you, I really would love for my son to meet Sadie. <laughs> yes. Do you think she'll be in such yeah. and such town? You know, like, oh, I know. Okay, I people yeah. want me to set Sadie set up, and Sadie I was like, up. I'm not even in that. No, I'm yeah. not. Yeah, mm-hmm. you you mentioned in the book you traveled to a speaking engagement with her, and a young woman approached you, and she said something about being a grandparent that really grabbed your heart. What did she pray over you or say to you that got your she attention? She did. She did. For the first probably three years of Duck Dynasty, when Sadie, or three or four years when Sadie was asked to speak so much, developing her speaking skills... I was the natural one to travel with her. Corey was busy filming and doing different things. So I was with Sadie at the speaking engagement, and this young lady came up to me and said that she had been thinking and praying about me, and which kind of shocked me. I'm just on the sidelines right. watching my granddaughter shine and do her thing. And um, this young lady said that she'd been praying, and she just wanted me to know that what has been coming to her is that that my ceiling, our ceiling as grandparents will be the floor for our grandchildren to bloom and blossom and go and move and do and all that. And I mean, that just hit me. Mm-hmm. I love that analogy so much. And later I say in the book, I took we took our whole family to um, Israel for Christmas three years ago. And we got to see this in action. We got to look down this where they've excavated. I don't ever say that yeah, word right. right. This whole area. And you can literally see three civilizations on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And I thought looking at that, wow, that is, you know, Johnny and I and Corey and Willie and Sadie and now Christian. And now they have Honey, who is now, of course, above us, my mom and dad and Phil and Kay and our, our generation, but my mom and dad and, you know, five generations. And each generation is building on the next and leaving that our ceiling. We're leaving that floor for them to start yeah. what they're going to do it's a beautiful and then picture. move on up. It's just yeah. really 
that just touched me so much. Um, and when it you still look, does. Yeah, when you look at that, um, I guess using that analogy of you know building upon your grandparents' floor ceiling, ceiling. as mm-hmm. your floor, which mm-hmm. is a great way to look at things. Yeah. What are those as a grandparent? What are those building materials that you're giving your grandchild to build on? What are the timbers that they're going to be using? What are those things you're investing in as a grandparent? Right. That is a, that's the thing that you, that's what we think about so mm-hmm. often, what we want to pour into other grandparents t- for them to think about that. Think about those things. What are those things? My husband and I started something when ours were little, and I may have talked about this on the last show, and um, every time we would be on vacation, we'd make the kids sit down, and we added to this Principles for Living or Howard Legacy Principles for Living. We have 67 of them now that we and those are the things we wanted to build into our children and so of course now those are the things that we wanted to build into our grandchildren now our great-grandchildren and so how you go about those things may be a little bit different when you're the parent the grandparent instead of the parent you don't have all the responsibility all the time you do get to do a little more things things don't have to be quite as serious on some things but still there's a seriousness to it because god has gifted us with this role as grandparents, so Chris and, and I, living. right? We talk a lot about the intentionality. That's really big, and I think it speaks into what you're asking. If you're intentional as a grandparent of what it is that you're wanting to pass on, there are opportunities out during the day while you're with them to redirect their thinking toward what the word says, what God's word says about this, and it can be a natural way of including the principles that you're wanting to pass on to them in the conversation, mm. so that they know what's important. To you and you don't have to preach all day it's just grandma really loves jesus you know and this is who she listens to and this is who is guiding her life and if they see that modeled that life of faith before them it's easier for them to come to that And, and you have to do that or we want you to do that with intentionality well, Danny, I know somebody is listening and thinking, this is great, but I'm not from a family like the Robertsons. Uh, maybe they're really the first Christian in their family. Offer some encouragement. Yeah, you get to be the pioneer, really, in your, in your get home. To be. Right? I lo- you get to be I, the pioneer. Is, I love this about you, Danny, because a lot of us are going to see a problem here or a hurdle, and you're like, you get to. Yeah, it's going to be imperfect, and that's the beauty of it. Uh, you really get to, to learn what it means to depend wholeheartedly on God and the imperfection that God responds to. And that's you being able to say, hey, this is an invitation to get to know who God is and get to know the faith. Sometimes we dry up when we come from a Christian home and it's all about routine and we have to do this. In this case, you've chosen this outside of the momentum of where your family's been. Hmm. So you've chosen something different. And in that strangeness, you get to meet a Heavenly Father that is able to bring new perspective on life. And uh, so be encouraged along the way. It's one step at a time. It's a reset potentially for you in your life, and you're changing the momentum of generations. The spiritual the momentum. The spiritual yeah. momentum, which is, which is great to think about. How are you changing the way that they do life, they they value things, the way that they believe about things, and how does that begin to change and shape the generations to come? That's just exciting to think about. So see yourself as a pioneer. Uh, maybe put a pioneer sticker somewhere so you can remind <laughs> yourself you are treading some new ground. And especially if you're in that role of being a grandparent, kind of a first-generation Christian grandparent, 
Um, God's going to give you a lot of grace. Just be honest and and be encouraged. And certainly uh, a resource that we think highly of would be uh, the book from Shelley and Chris that we heard about earlier. It's called Rocking It Grand, 18 Ways to Be a Game-Changing Grandma. I think a grandpa could pick this up and benefit from its wisdom as well. It's a really terrific resource, and um, we're going to encourage you to get that book uh, either for yourself or maybe you've got a special grandparent in mind that could benefit from what uh, Shelley and Chris have been talking about. Let us know. Give us a call or follow the link in the show notes. Um, as you can, please donate to the ministry here. We're offering that book. Uh, we would ask you to make a one-time gift or a monthly pledge to sustain the ministry and uh, make podcasts like this possible. Uh, As you do, we'll send that book to you. And we're also going to link over to a free download of the whole conversation Jim Daly had with Chris and Shelley. Uh, The link is in the show notes as well. Next time, Dr. Kevin Lehman will be here for some encouragement on why it's important to lighten up. Uh, For now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team here, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. I was shocked when she gave me the divorce papers. I was so done. I had reached my breaking point. I was desperate for a shred of hope, so I called the Hope Restored team at Focus on the Family. They, they listened to me, and they asked about what was happening in my marriage. They encouraged me and my wife to attend one of their marriage intensives for couples in crisis, and, and they prayed with us. They helped me believe that my marriage could be saved. I agreed to go, but was very skeptical that anything could help us. But the whole environment was so safe and non-judgmental. I felt my heart start to open up as we worked with the counselors. Both of us still have work to do in our marriage, but for the first time in a long time, we have hope again. Focus on the Family's Hope Restored Marriage Intensive Program has helped thousands of couples who thought that their marriage was over. Find out which program is right for you at HopeRestored.com.